0: Hello. What up? It's Kiss. It is Damon. And you're listening to Ergo here on WHBK, ergoradio.com. Dot com. Dot com. We have a special episode. We had the opportunity to sit down and chop it up with a bunch of the folks from Kumba, Kumba Links who are involved in the Chicago Hip Hop Theater Festival, which is happening June 6th to 10th. It's one of the most dynamic, interesting theater spaces happening in the city, and it's this the third year they're doing it. And so we got to kind of take a deep dive in and hear about some of the presenters and folks behind the scenes making it happen. So today we're bringing you a bunch of those conversations.
1: Yeah, it was dope. You know, for, for the Ergo listeners, some of you may have heard a really dynamic conversation with the uh, co-founders of Kumba Links, Jacinda and Jaquanda. Uh, and it was it was great to be able to talk to more of the family and more of the squad and really pull out some of the stories around the the, the history and some of the, the past iterations of the theater festival and what we're looking forward to this year. So, you know, the hip hop theater festival is an intentional space that is combining the communal arts with the social justice movements that are happening, as well as, you know, using public space to reframe and shape new dialogue and conversation. So it's really powerful work and we were excited to talk a little bit about them more in detail about what's coming up.
0: So you're going to hear a bunch of the conversations kind of back to back to back here. And you can also hear each of the individual conversations on our SoundCloud that's soundcloud.com slash radio, kind of separated out as a mini-series. But this gives you a good feel, and make sure you get your tickets. Make sure you go and support June 6th through 10th at Clarendon Park. It's going to be a great time. So much love to Links and all the fam. Enjoy the conversation. Much love. Peace. Awesome. All right, we're here talking Chicago Hip Hop Theater yeah. Fest. We have a very special guest here with us. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
2: Peace, everybody. This is Jaquanda. I'm one of the co founders um, of Kumba Links and one of the co founders of the Chicago Hip Hop Theater Festival. Yeah. yeah bah, bah, bah. Blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. Exactly. So happy to have, exactly.
0: you, have you back. Thank you. You're, you're a rare repeat ergo guest for those who haven't heard. Go back and listen to the KL episode. It was a while back, but it's a real good one. But we're here talking a specific, specific event.
2: Yes, we are. I lost my word <laughs>
0: <laughs> But it is specific. Right. Um for for those who don't know and we'll probably put this one first, um what was the kind of point of inception of uh the Hip Hop Data Fest and in like a couple words, what would you describe what it is now?
2: Sure. Um so the festival came out of really like 20 years of working um, in hip hop theater in Chicago, um, specifically with Kumbalinks and our Kumbalinks performance ensemble. Um, what we found was that a lot of our youth became alumni and amazing artists, directors, writers, producers in their own rights. Um, but also we're still looking for platforms and spaces mm-hmm. to grow their art and they also were coming back to Kumba Links and, you know, trying to figure out where they fit in. And Jacinda and I decided that we needed to really carve out a, a track for them um, and create a space that would uh, help them grow professionally as well as um, provide the opportunity for them to stay connected and rooted to the work that they grew up in. Yeah. Um, what's so amazing about the festival now, we're in our third year. Mm-hmm. And um, we've had amazing people touch the stage and really just dive into who they are and tell their stories on their own terms. Mm. you know um, We were really looking at the fact that a lot of the theater goers, in fact, I just went to a show the other day um, at a theater and a, a really known theater in Chicago and <clears> their <throat> names I'm not gonna say the name but they definitely um, the audience definitely did not reflect one um, the the youth that were on the stage into the stories that were being told on the stage, and so that's that was definitely another affirmation to mm-hmm. me, you know, um, as one of the curators to continue to grow the festival because it's definitely needed in our city.
1: Yeah, I, I've grown up with a a pretty close like proximity to the theater world, mm-hmm. um, and and I think you know there, there's a real. Void that y'all are are feeling, or there's a um, a gap that that is being like Mm -hmm. that space is being taken up in a a powerful way. Um, Because you know when you think of theater, one of the 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 aspects of the traditional theater community is it is very institutional and it provides great resources and amazing platforms, but also is very exclusive in terms of access. Mm -hmm. And so, with kind of being in the street, being closer to the ground, what are the possibilities? that would not be able to be manifested in the more traditional, institutionalized space right. that y'all are able to bring out.
2: Right. So, right off back, it's in the park. We're taking it back to the park, you know, um, really... Hitting back to the original um, uh, intentions behind hip hop and community and being in the community. Um, Shout like, out to parks. <laughs> and <you> know, <laughs> public space. Like, what's exactly. up with that? We need to get back in our public spaces. We need to um, ignite them. And so that is something that's definitely different. Another different thing is we have refurbished containers, shipping containers, that mm-hmm. we've created an actual. Um, black box theater space out of. Mm. Um, So that's pretty fresh. When you walk on the park space, you see these huge containers. They are, you know, graphed out. Um, And then you go a little closer and you see the stage that's popped out and the intimacy that's created amongst these three containers is pretty fly pretty different and not traditional to the institutional theater mm-hmm. space. That how you the hell
0: to. did you get three shipping containers into the middle of a Chicago park?
2: Uh, we the just, plug. yeah, <laughs> we worked it out. No, um, nights out in the park is mm-hmm. definitely supporting us. Um, and have, have been supporting us since the beginning. So, um, yeah, they, you know, provide the space and. No, I mean, physically, how did you lift shipping <laughs> oh, containers yeah. to the park? No, it's like a forklift and I'm just like, over here, put down. And that's how it
0: goes. Did you operate the forklift?
2: No, no. I'm I just really like, want to
0: get into the nitty gritty. Over of here. <laughs>
2: put it down. <laughs>
0: <'Cause> <laughs> I thought maybe the glasses yeah, the, the goggles. You have the, the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bags, no, right? no,
2: no, 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 I have many talents, but that's not one.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> in preparing for the conversations we're having today around the festival, we were kind of reading the language that you'll have on the website. And, you know, you're using wonderful, important words like, at the intersection of arts and activism and community building and public reclaiming public space and things that, like, we know are part of what y'all do and are part of the work of so many of the people we've talked to. Um, But different people have different definitions for those words. So for y'all, or for you, in thinking about building this space, what are some words, other than those words, that you would use to describe what you want this event to feel like Mm. or the role that you want it to serve?
2: Right. Um, Other than those words... Hmm. I would say, um, uh, reconnecting to voice, to, um, the spirit of, you know, our like collective activism around the city, mm-hmm. um, and taking it, uh, you know, uh, kind of reshaping it from just, you know, maybe being in a march or being in a protest or showing up at, you know, City Hall, but actually taking those stories that get us to those places and putting them on the street, I mean, on the um, stage, well, in the streets on mm-hmm. the stage, mm-hmm. um, and reclaiming voice in space. I mean, I think those words are c- pretty dead on in terms yeah. of what we're doing but um
0: you don't have to you don't have to rewrite your body yeah i'm <laughs> like
2: did he just ask me to rewrite? <laughs> no um, but yeah just the atmosphere is is definitely uh, a connected one and definitely one that inspires family and and like celebration of who you are mm-hmm. um and the stories that you come from you know
1: and, and in addition to You know, being one of the organizers, you're also doing a piece this year, right? Right? So tell us a little bit about that joint.
2: So it's fill-ins. Put some respect on that. And (laughs) (laughs) this piece is uh, produced by Jacinda and I. It really is like telling the story um, of how we have filled in where spaces are um, in void, right? So... Mm -hmm. um, you know we are really intentional about creating space outside of institutions to you know express ourselves to grow to learn to um, connect and through that journey through this 20 year journey there's been some comedy there's been some drama um, and um, some some
1: action scenes yeah a little some action some stunt scenes stunt doubles little
2: couple
0: of, you know <laughs> a little video of stunt doubles cgi is be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> blew the whole nights out in the park budget right.
2: <laughs> exactly we got planes flying in we got yeah no, so that's um, what the goggles are. yes exactly but this show is really um, really about how we you know as hip hop arts educators have grown up in our work and have shown up every day. Um, and it's really a comic relief for a lot of uh, youth workers and a lot of arts mm-hmm. um, activism, people who you know, are out here and in, in, um, really trying to find how they're healing and how they're growing um, and connect to that. And so Feelings I think is for anybody that comes in contact with youth, um, anybody who dreams or envisions a different world for our community, um, and it's also coupled with a poetry, uh, a poetry comic book that we created. So, that's yeah. very
1: cool. So, you know, before, before we get out of here, either, you know, that piece or the, the entire festival holistically, when you come away with Leave It, right? Or when you see the interaction, how do you actually want to feel?
2: Mm. Elevated.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah. I want to feel free. And I think that's what I get. Every time, every year, I just walk away like, wow, you know, I feel a little bit better. Hmm. And that's all you, that's all you can strive for, right? (laughs) For sure. Yeah.
0: So where can folks find all the information? What are the dates? All, you know, the nitty gritty. Yeah, let's, get, let's get technical.
2: All right, let's get technical. Okay, so the festival is June 6th through the 10th, and it is outdoors at Clarendon Park. It's on the southeast corner of Clarendon Park, 4501 North Clarendon. You can find out information at www.chicagohiphoptheaterfest.com.
0: And your bio is fantastic. You don't have to rewrite it. <laughs> should, Thank just, you. Just, all. just going deeper. <laughs> Thanks for coming in and talking
2: with <laughs> Thank us. Thank you for yeah, having, much having love me. to you. Yeah. All right, peace.
0: Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
2: Um, well,
3: my name is Asada Lewis. I am a part of Kumalinks. I've been a part of Kumalinks since I was about 14 years old. I'm going into my sophomore year of college. Um, and this is my first play ever being produced and seen by people <laughs> on stage. Yeah. So that's nerve-wracking. Yeah. But, um, a blessing.
1: So um, a, a play is meant to be seen or experienced, but... But before that, what, what do you want people to to know or to, to understand about this piece before they see it?
3: Um, well, this play is actually very personal, um, but it, it's also supposed to touch m- more than just... Um, my my story because it's also a story of the woman i was named after Asada shakur who was a black panther Mm -hmm. and wrongfully imprisoned by the government and um you know if you if you ever want to get into like the black panther party you know that they were disbanded by the government by any means necessary so that means um untrue convictions by murder by um exile um and that's yeah discrediting and um so I just really just wanted to get her story out there because a lot of people don't know about Asadash core They just think she's Tupac's mom, and it's not. Her name's Afini. Uh,
0: <laughs> common misconception.
3: <laughs> common misconception that's very frustrating. Yeah. Um, and also, while it's about her story and my story, it's also about how young girls, especially young black girls, are persecuted and often lost in the system. Um, and I find that very important because a lot of times we, we miss we miss this about, yeah. about black women. Like, we always have protests and we go up in arms about these black men, which we should, um, but we just miss out on, on women. And yeah. that's where Say Her Name comes in. And I feel like that's where I got a lot of my inspiration from mm. um, to tell these stories. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So we're talking, you know, about a week before it goes up and maybe before the festival starts. Um, imagining, you know, when people are walking out of scene at, at, the, end of the, at the end of the play, not even what do you want them to be thinking about, but what what do you hope you feel like?
3: Um, well, I hope I feel like a sense of accomplishment because I feel like your worst critic will always be yourself. No, and actually,
0: I, he's my worst.
3: <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> <laughs> well, if not your best friend, then who? Exactly. My best friend is also my worst critic. <laughs> there you critic. go. Shout out. Um, shout out, Darius. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just feel like um, I have a lot of doubt, especially with my writing, especially with my work. And to actually see it fulfilled and and put on stage and possibly touch people, um, will make me feel like I'm not a failure. I don't know, like yeah. I've accomplished something. Like um, I actually have a purpose in this world, and I feel like the 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 one thing a lot of humans strive to to find is a purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, I find that my purpose is to write, to perform, um, to tell stories. That are often not heard, mm-hmm. and um if I just do that i'll be happy yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so so the beauty of Kumba links and the festival overall is that it's 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 meeting or, or serving a real void, right so mm-hmm. when we talk about cultural spaces, when we talk about the theater community, right uh, a lot of the more resourced spaces um, can often. Be exclusive in terms of of access or mm-hmm. in terms of like relationships to institutional power mm-hmm. um, so the beauty of of what y'all are doing is that through like a familial community based relationship you're you're producing
4: mm-hmm.
1: new works together so from that kind of contradiction to the more institutional having family, how has that served you in in creating and and what do you think that gives in terms of strengths to the piece
3: um well I think um, breaking that traditional norm of of standard theater is something that really inspires my writing in the first place. Um, I went to Chicago High School for the Arts, um, and I went for their theater program, mm-hmm. and it's an amazing school with um, great academics, um, great <laughs> art, mm-hmm. um, art collectives. Um, I just feel like they don't have enough extensive training in in being about the people that are in the school, which are mainly black and brown people. So we would do, like, not even a semester of August Wilson, um, but we'd do August Wilson for, like, to prepare for a competition. Not even learn about him. Mm -hmm. Just learn about his monologues and just go up there and do them. But we had a whole year on Shakespeare and Mm -hmm. contemporary and and all these other modern um, playwrights, which I think is very important. You need to know the basics in order to see where you start, to see where you can go. But also, how is that relative to any person of color Mm -hmm. yeah like what is shakespeare where would i be in shakespeare
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: where would any person of color be in shakespeare yeah um would they even be in shakespeare so i think just taking that idea um i want to write for the actors um i think the hardest thing to do as an actor is to not be able to relate to who you're playing Hmm. um so just, just understanding um, coming from that background of traditional and contemporary and modern theater, and being able to basically transform and do our own thing into Chicago Hip Hop Theater Fest which is basically like, fuck all that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> pretty much, you're just like, it feels great. Like, yeah. it feels it feels great, especially doing surrounded by family. Because, um, like I said, I've been with Kum Links, who are put, is putting on Chicago Hip Hop Theater Fest since I was 14. So, to just be a part of that and see them supporting you is like whoa yeah. mm-hmm. i'm actually doing this
0: <laughs> so to that point of family you know and and that's how everyone who i've ever talked to who's been involved in ko has discussed it is that it's a family what are some beyond the like creative encouragements what are some roles that KL serves that sometimes maybe we think about as being family roles
3: um well a lot of my mentors are like more than my mentors mm-hmm. like i I don't even they're my uncles and my aunts they're my yeah. sisters and my brothers and they're my, they're my play fathers they're my you know they're all these things and I think that comes from being a part of the space and creating together yeah. like you can't get any closer than being stuck mm. for 48 hours trying to put something on um, especially if it might be last minute that's when it's real crunch time <laughs> and everybody's just like oh my god <laughs> so um, I don't know I just feel like I don't I feel like you have to come to experience yeah. the yeah. the love and the joy yeah. that Kale brings. Like when I don't go for long periods of time, I literally feel depressed. I'm mm. like, okay, where's my family? Where's my yeah. love? Where's my hug? Right. And I get that at home. Don't get me wrong. I love my family. <laughs> shout out. Shout out, to out. Family. shout out mom. Shout out dad. Shout out sisters. <laughs> shout out grandma. Shout out everybody. Um, but we're, it's just like we're a different. for shout outs here. All for the shout outs. But it's just like a different kind of, of of experience and a different kind of vibe to, yeah. to create with these people and... To not just the creation be the end-all, be-all of that relationship. But the
0: act of making it. The act of, of making it,
3: yeah. it, the act of discussing it. Because like I said, Kumlinks also focus on hip-hop to talk about restorative justice and to talk about these hard topics and to learn about these things. So to actually see us come together, discuss these things, understand these things, and then create, I think, builds a stronger bond. And I think it's a lot more... I think it's better than school. Like I feel mm-hmm. like if schools could... could Find a way to, to build a structure like KL with the freedom and the and the thought process and the, you know, all these different things. I feel like it'd make a big difference.
0: Yeah. So I liked what you said about you kind of have to be there to, to see it in action. And we were, before we sat down, we were reading the description on the website of the event. You know, doing basic promo research. You know, we're very professional yeah, 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 on that yeah, yeah. Come on, professional. Um, <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the the kind of like keywords that were used that we see used in like many of the people we talk to on the show mm-hmm. are like community art activism reclaiming space those are kind of like the keys mm-hmm. right that being said we've talked to enough people who use those words that like sometimes we don't really know what they mean anymore mm-hmm. or they mean different things for different people so for you if you were to describe what hip-hop theater fest is without using any of those words what would be a few words you would use?
3: Um, I would use it's an outlet.
0: Mm.
3: Um, I would say that it's. <sighs> dang, this is kind of hard. I was uh-huh. going to say creative, but I can't use that <laughs> word.
5: Um,
3: it's an. It's definitely an outlet. I feel like it's also a um, a gateway to to conversation. So it's an outlet to um, bring upon notice to these things, but it's also a conversation starter. So Mm -hmm. um, how do these things relate to our everyday life? How do these things connect to me as a person of color? How do these things connect to me as a woman? Um, And all these different sorts of things. And I feel like all these different shows, because a lot of them are personal, um, you find ways to connect with them in different ways than you wouldn't do anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, One more word. Let's see. Let me get in my groove. Mm -hmm. Come on, Spelling Bee. Give me a word. <laughs> um,
0: I, know, I know we're putting you on the spot, but I think it's a good exercise. Yeah. It
3: is a good exercise. I think it...
0: And it can be, an, it doesn't have to be an adjective. It can be a noun. It could be what the smell is like there. It could be what the feeling in the air is like, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay, All right, well, I also think
1: it's uh-huh.
3: beautiful. Like, I think yeah. it's a beautiful <laughs> festival. I think it's put on by beautiful people, uh, beautiful women, beautiful uh, women of color. I think it's... I just think it's an amazing opportunity with amazing people. And I don't know. <laughs>
1: I you got to come, see it. Uh, yeah, you gotta you come see it. You just got to come see it. So it, a little bit on that. One, what's the name of your piece? And, and then also shout out to the cast because you said you write for the actors. So who are the actors
3: that's going to be in the piece? Um, So the title of my play is My Name Is... Um, Cause my name is Asada, <laughs> um, and then I just want to give a quick shout out to my cast. Actually, one of my choreographers is sitting right next to me. Hey. Shout out, uh-huh. bro, bro! <laughs> His name is Darius Williams Lee, choreographer.
0: Um, <laughs> Whoa! <and laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> I was debating whether or not to do it. I'm glad um, I did. Yeah. <laughs> we, well, you're welcome <laughs> for the people.
3: <laughs> but um, so he he basically is my um. My rock. I don't dance. So anything he puts shows me, I'm like, that looks great. <laughs> all right, let's keep going. Um, and then I'd also like to give a shout out to Kenny, who's also one of my dancers. My piece is uh, mainly centered around a lot of monologues and a lot of movement pieces. Um, so, and a lot of them are both or like poetry or all of it. Um, so they, they're working well with my indecisiveness wow. and my changes. <laughs> um, and then who's playing Asada Shakur is Damian T. Wallace. And she goes to Chicago High School for the Arts and she's a senior. Um, beautiful lovely I love her it's my sister morning. yeah
1: the when and where Um. And so
3: my play will be June 7th at 10.30 a.m. and June 9th at 2.30 p.m. So morning plays you don't yeah. see that every day I know you know you get gotta be up. cute you mm-hmm. gotta be cute gotta be classy <laughs> you gotta get up to see it
0: <laughs> be there thank you so much for coming in and talking with us
3: uh, thank you for you. talking to me Much love. <laughs>
5: What's good, y'all? My name is Sajari Amaru Salter Villegas. I'm 19 years old. Grew up uh West Humble Park. Currently live in South Shore. Um, I'm the son of Jaquanda Villegas and Julio Villegas. Shout out. Uh
1: yeah. <laughs> I love this lineage, how, how we 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 just get right we into jump it. Jump right to it, yeah.
5: <laughs> and um, I was a presenter at the Hip Hop Theater Fest uh in 2017 mm-hmm. and in 2018 in D.C.'s Hip Hop Theater Fest.
1: Word. So you have had some like time since your, your presentations. Yes. What are some things that you understand about the fest, in retrospect, that maybe right after you didn't really fully appreciate, right? But as time has grown, you've kind of seen the value of
5: I think one big thing was, well, I went, so I'm currently enrolled at NYU uh, for dramatic writing. And so I spent two semesters um, writing and being critiqued by mostly white people mm-hmm. and they love uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard. Don't critique. <laughs> it's weird. Um and like I always did not feel um, fulfilled with their feedback or just their responses, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think one thing that I valued so much about being able to present my work at Hip Hop Theater Fest was that I was performing for people who look like me and whose the stories I'm writing about are in, reflected in the audience. Um, so when I, especially when I did it in um in DC, uh, about five five shows were filled with youth, D- D- DC youth of color from around the city. And it was so, so, so fulfilling for them to have a good response to my play yeah. and, and really hear their questions um, rather than the people at my school, <laughs> you know?
0: So in talking about those questions, you know, cause there's the audience response, which mm-hmm. is what you're talking about, but then there's also the critical response or the, the critiquing response. Mm-hmm. What, kind of and it could be around the pieces you did in the theater fest or just coming up in ko like what is the difference other than who's giving the critique in the way that that critique is like approached you know what i'm saying like when you get feedback from ko folks beyond it just being your family basically Mm -hmm. what feels different about the way that critique is approached by the way the critique is approached by me or by or or both I, i meant by them but like as they bring that critique or that criticism or that feedback to you mm-hmm. what are they doing differently from the people in your class um i think well one they're coming from a place of
5: experience mm-hmm. in in whatever the struggle may be that i am mm-hmm. tackling and so with that i feel like there's a much more like authentic response than um, people who, like, don't know the experience. Like, some of them don't even know the language that we speak. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like there's a huge disconnect. And so instead of um, people, like, guessing what may be wrong or, like, uh, trying to put themselves in shoes, uh, I, I would say that the critiques that come from the Hip Hop Theater Festival, from Kuma Lings, and from just this Chicago environment, are are much more, I guess, real to me. Mm. Yeah.
0: So you're someone who's come up, you know, beyond just the fest in this space so, um, like, definitively and so deeply. Mm-hmm. And now with a year being out of the city and being in these other kinds of spaces, and you've had, you know, kind of like Damon alluded to, the distance to look at it differently. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in particular that you have an appreciation of, not on the performance and creative side, but on the family side? Um, that you maybe didn't understand a year ago when you got on the plane to New York? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Like (laughs) All of that
5: community is such a pivotal part of, to me, of my work, of the production of my work, and the inspiration, the the support that I have just being in spaces like these, um, it it inspires work that I feel like I feel like in, in spaces where I don't have a community, it's harder to um, to really have the courage to talk about my story yep. when I have so so many pressures of the outside world telling me that my story doesn't matter,
1: mm-hmm.
5: and so um, one thing that. Kumba Links has given me is that courage, but sometimes I be feeling like I need them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? but I really don't because they prepare me correctly to go into these predominantly white spaces and be bold enough to tell my story. But like that, just having that backup that that just those roots here, it it just makes me more fulfilled and and more courageous, mm-hmm. and so it's yeah.
0: that little hand on your back, giving you the little
1: mm-hmm. nudge. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So coming back for for this summer mm-hmm. into the festival, yes, uh, you're playing somewhat of a different role than mm-hmm. usually, right? So when when, when folks think of Kumbaliks, you're definitely uh, throughout the history one of the more like visible, forefronted performers of. Kumbelis. You're one of the faces that like I think of when I think of KL, right? Okay, right. And so Thank you're moving out of like. The more presentation performance role and mm-hmm. being more in support what what excites you about how you're going to be able to engage the fest this year
5: well, so when hip hop theater fest first started, um, I wasn't a presenter mm. and it was it was dope It was so cool to um go to every show um, help with stage management and be just be a big support to to all of the inspiring works that are going up and i and so right after that, I was so inspired and I was like, okay, now I need to be in Hip Hop Theater Fest. So the following basically year and a half, I was p- like putting work out for Hip Hop Theater Fest. And so now I feel like I'm going back to that first place uh, of just being yeah. so inspired by everybody else that I'm really excited for that. Um, I'm also working, I'm, tr- I'm working on a project during the summer, mm-hmm. um, like being supported by Kuma Links and... I think that it's just going to continuously inspire me. So I'm excited to help out in all the ways that I can and really just be able to take my step back and witness all the greatness.
0: For sure. And in talking about this community that was so giving you that little boost, you know, in prepping for these, we were looking at kind of like the language that's being used to describe the fest. And it's, you know, all these words that are so important and so central to all of our works, right? Right. At the intersection of arts and activism and community and reclaiming space and these ideas that are really often like dialogue. forefronted and centered and dialogue. You know, the, the 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 meat and the the nuts and bolts. That I'm mix, mixing my metaphors right. of what we all do. <laughs> That's a weird plate. Meat yeah, meat, and nuts, nuts and, and bolts. bolts. <laughs> <laughs> But if you were to describe what you feel when you're at the fest or what you hope the fest does without using any of those words, Mm. what would be a couple other words you would use? Mm. I would
5: say... um, Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Uh Um, And I don't know. I'm scared to say a word that I feel like has been used already.
1: (laughs) Don't don't have fear.
5: Um, So let's see... Um, Love, I don't know if that was a mm-hmm. word. Um,
0: definitely a word.
5: Okay, was that a word, just use? No. no, it is a
0: word. But Alex. it's certainly a word. <laughs> okay, um,
5: passion, mm. um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, iconic, um, Ooh. like, game-changing, life-changing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and inspiring.
0: For sure. That's a good set. That's dope, yeah. Yeah. So you said you're not performing, but are there any particular pieces of it that you are involved in that you want to make sure people know when they're happening or just the info for everything? Um, so
5: Asada, I think she just yeah. came in. Mm-hmm. She, she performed in my play for the last like year and a half. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited to see her piece. And I think everybody should go see her piece. Um that's one that I'm really excited for. Uh, yeah, I would say that.
0: Worm. Mm. Thanks for coming in and chopping it up with so
1: so us, and love it's just good to see you. Welcome back. To home. See. Yeah, we you gonna too. have to do a full long one too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> much up. love to
6: you. Peace. Peace. you. too. Greetings to everyone listening. I am Ib Leba Lady Soul, now Garcia Mukwacha. Hey. Bahrah.
0: That's Bahrah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: at all of the work that we've done, best name and best s- own sound
0: effect. Like right? recitation of the name yeah. with the accompanying sound effect. That yes. was tremendous.
1: We are all for the
6: self-made
0: sound effects here.
6: You're gassing me up. You're gassing me <laughs> we up. You do that, but it's also the
0: truth. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. We yes. gas yes. we yes. gas you up with facts. <laughs> 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 so like I said, we're here talking hip hop theater fest. Um yes. real quick. What are you going to be doing as part of the festival? If you were to give the the summary.
6: What am I doing? Okay. So the summary is maybe give a little, just a -hmm. a little backstory. Mm -hmm. A smidgen. Just a (laughs) smidgen as to how I got to the point with where I am in deciding to participate in the Chicago Hip Hop Theater Festival. Um, I've spent my entire life practicing, teaching mentoring, um, everything that is street dance culture. Um, and so it's been two years now where I've said, okay, I want to retire from teaching. I want to retire from teaching or at least from teaching elementary and high school aged youths, because I've been doing that for over 20 years Mm -hmm. now. And I woke up and I was like, I should write a show, <laughs> <laughs> and I should just talk about my life. Yeah, um, and so it's a performance narrative, um, focusing specifically on my '90s dance mm. life, mm. specifically. Mm. I was feel... the
1: '90s particularly turned up? I imagine you get. Oh in my
6: god! It. Well, I, I think it, it was my f- really, really formative years. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, because 80s, it's like, okay, we're just really, really starting to get into street dance, Mm -hmm. you know. And then 90s, with the complete emergence of rap and hip-hop culture, Mm -hmm. and that being the golden age of Mm -hmm. hip-hop, I was a part of that. And I was there as it was happening on many different levels, Mm. You know, in the background, in the forefront. um, A foreground dancer. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Working with a myriad of artists. And not only hip-hop, but also house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, Chicago, house music and dance capital. Mm -hmm. And um, my career, my professional career um, in dance started within house music culture. So if we're talking about this piece that
0: you're performing, mm-hmm. covering kind of the work of a decade, obviously the performance is not a decade long. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was
6: really hard. Yeah. It, it, the process mm-hmm. of deciding which stories am, am I going to tell, um, how deep do I want to get into each story or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, where I'm at with it right yeah. now, and it's going to be an evolving piece of work. Every time I read it back to myself, there's like a million changes. Mm-hmm. And so I had to literally force myself last week to say, stop changing shit. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like two to three weeks away. Uh-huh. You know, just leave it alone for now and leave it alone till after the show. So uh, I'm, I'm giving little smidgets of particular stories. Um, and, and in particular, again, you know, my life as a dancer, not as an educator, yeah. because that came towards the end of the hmm. 90s, hmm. you know. Um, and in particular, uh, Chicago and New York City. Um, so before, for instance, I told this story about how me and the brat used to be really close. Mm-hmm. Um, when she was as papered as out. Hey, Shawnee. <laughs> Shout out to the brat. Shout out to, you <laughs> That's know. a first. That's a first. <laughs>
0: We have not had Brad beef of you. Yeah. It has not been a shout out <laughs>
6: She might not like me after the show. Oh, It's
0: <laughs> not what we're here for. We're <laughs> to... No, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah.
1: So, so I'm I'm curious, just you know, even a little bit beyond the show. I just want your perspective as somebody who has, you know, dedicated so much of your life to street dance. Where are you seeing, or what is your relationship to to contemporary street dance? Because I feel like there's some type of resurgence. In, in dance culture in the last year or so. Uh, I just wanted to know kind of your perspective as you were, you know, engaging with young people okay, and also so
6: when, uh, reflecting so, on your... So when we're talking dance and we start throwing the word contemporary around... or oh, right now that can, is what I meant. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, 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 I was yeah, just describing
1: today. Thank you. So the present. Yes.
6: Thank you. Okay. So um, <laughs> <laughs> please give me the, qu- the question back in the present. doing right now? Okay. Okay.
0: And in what lineage do you see it? What's coming out now?
6: Ooh. So, honestly, I have spent the last, I'm going to say, 15 years solid, more focused on reggae dance hall street dance. Mm. And I have not honestly paid too much attention even to hip hop music. So there was a huge shift that happened for me. Yeah. Um, around a little bit after 2000, I would say about maybe 2002. So...
0: How I, about in that world, though? Okay. In
6: the world of... Okay, writing, wait, and I want to, I, 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 wanna, I would definitely want to yeah, answer sorry, what he's you saying. So what I've seen through the years, so maybe, maybe let's talk 2000 to 2010 uh, in comparison to the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. So honestly, I, I can't speak from 2010 forward, so that's sort of another decade. Okay. So let me maybe speak upon 2000 to 2010, um, there's always going to be the underground culture and then there's always going to be the commercialized culture. Right? Yeah. So commercially, what I saw from the 90s into, into the 2000s, I saw a lot of kind of more robotic movement. Whereas in the 90s, everything had like a feeling. It had this, this, groove, this yeah. groove, this bounce, and, and I felt that in the two thousands, we started to lose a, a lot of that groove. Mm-hmm. Everything started to look like, for a lack of a better term, like sh- robotic street jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so once you lose that raw essence of that groove it it again it, it becomes very robotic, yeah and you that, know it, it felt yeah. it felt like the 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 upper body, that sort of like afro African base that is street culture, started to get lost in hmm. lines and you hmm. know
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's
6: really interesting, and it parallels
0: the like, digitization of music also. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. So when you go from... It makes sense that there would be more funk in music that is s- funk samples than in music that is coming from a synth that from was created that synth. year. Yeah. 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 yeah, And just as human interactions are becoming more mechanical. So is this the yes. first time that you're performing this piece? Yes.
6: This is the first time that... I'm not really dancing. <laughs> wow. yeah. So I'm like, mama needs a chair now. <laughs> yeah. Mama needs a chair. That's a
0: rite of passage right there. So now, <laughs> you know, a couple weeks out before the performance, what do you hope when you get off the stage you feel like?
6: Actually, what I'm hoping just by beginning this process of of organizing my stories and sharing my stories, conversation, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really. This conversation uh, between audience and myself and even throughout the show Mm -hmm. because there'll be times where I might just ask you a question. (laughs) 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 Or, you, yeah, I might say I invite you to ask me a question. So um, everything is not set in stone and like okay I'm gonna do these 10 stories and I'm gonna take a bow mm-hmm. um, I've never engaged in that way culturally right where it's like look at me look at me look at me look at me alright I'm done you liked it yeah and ah, applause and applause yeah never um, it's, it's important that I connect with those that I'm working with
0: yeah so, lastly, before we get out of here, you know, in, in reading the description for the festival as a whole, kind of the key words that get used are community, arts, activism, reclaiming space. Yes. Now, we hear those words be used with pretty much everyone we talk to, yes. um, and they're powerful, important words, but they mean different things to different people. Absolutely. So, if you were to describe you know, whether it's this festival or the spaces where you want your art to live in... um. Without using those words, what would be a few words that you would use to describe the rooms you're trying to create or the feelings you're trying to create?
6: Um, energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, vibrations, mm-hmm. both, you know, in the music that you'll hear. Um, dialogue. Yeah. Interaction. For sure. Not like this, mm-hmm. but like this.
0: I like for the radio listeners at home, that was a not a hand to the face but a bringing people in, yeah, is yes. that accurate?
6: Thank you, you know I'm a mover, I'm just <laughs> yeah. gonna be like, yeah, and you can't see me. <laughs> So you're gonna have to come to the show. She, so. she's,
0: she's been doing backflips the entire. Time. <laughs> I she's have. Really, really has has been on she was some split <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking
1: of coming to see it, uh, what time and, and is is your slot? When when can they come see your,
6: your piece? Okay, uh, June eighth, which is a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'm about to jump off the cliff. Uh, <laughs> that's how I feel, <laughs> man. Just you know, feel the fear, do it anyway. Absolutely. Uh, and then a matinee on Saturday, June 9th. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what's can the piece
0: called?
6: It's called Lady Soul's Dance Diary, Volume One. Hashtag Mustaquila please.
1: Hey. <laughs> I'm looking forward to volume four. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: just the beginning. <laughs> He's skipping two and three though. It <laughs>
6: is. It is. Uh-huh. Volume two is gonna get real serious. This one's a little light, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. just to pull you in a little uh-huh. bit, yeah. you know. And then you're gonna ask more questions like, oh, so you mentioned Yeah. This happened. Yeah, then, I'm you saying, do, yeah, you then you do to the, the
0: storytelling equivalent of hitting the split in volume two. You know? <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for coming in and talking oh, with us. Thank we you for having you.
6: us. Yeah, much much appreciate it. Much love. All right.
0: I'm Kiss. I am Damon. We are Ergo, and we are talking hip-hop theater fest. We have a very special guest here in the studio with us today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
7: Yo, my name is Darius Parker. Um, I'm one of the operations directors for Kumba Links and a past Chicago Hip Hop Theater Fest presenter for uh, 2017
0: and 2016. Bro, bro, bro. Yo. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're now, when we're recording about a week, a little over a week before everything mm-hmm. jumps off, how are you, not just in terms of like getting everything done, but where are you in your excitement and your nervousness about everything kind of coming together right on time?
7: I am extremely nervous, um, mostly because it's <laughs> very honest. Um, <laughs> this is my first year, kind of being a part of the um, so uh, like operations and like mm-hmm. uh, follow through and, and setting up stuff for the festival. Because last year, well, last two years, I was just a presenter, so I didn't know all of the man power, <laughs> woman power <laughs> from the links uh, it takes uh, to really curate this space. And um, I'm just I'm excited because I'm so excited to see like um lady Soul's story Uh, she's one of the founders of kl if y'all didn't know um and also uh my mentee asada she has a production i'm so excited to see um just seeing like black art like it's amazing (laughs) yeah you don't really get the opportunity to see it's like this like a full week Mm -hmm. um different productions from different folks um from different backgrounds and i'm excited
0: so now you know we're before it now let's fast forward in our brains we'll do a little studio magic here to the very end of the festival
7: what do you hope you feel like at the end? Ooh. At the end of the festival, I hope I can sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope that uh, the productions that I see are going to re-inspire me and re-empower me in terms of my uh, playwriting and production skills. Uh, I'm looking forward to just the messages that, the, that they are going to transcend from stage to audience. Um, yeah, just feeling full. Like, you know, you ever ate some. you was like, oh, uh, it's okay. I'm still kind of hungry, but like, you ate like probably like some soul food. And it was like, yeah. oh, that's what's filling. Like, I'm full. And like, yeah. I want to feel that uh, after the production, like full.
0: And it's such a, it's like, a, I like that metaphor because it's like a specific full that's not like I feel stuffed and I can't move. It's the like I am nourished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So I've been a a big Kumba Links uh, appreciator and supporter throughout the year. So I've observed you and and you have a real like you command a presence in Mm -hmm. in the best of ways. Right. And so you're moving on a journey from performer, presenter to more production, organizational development. Mm -hmm. How how has that path felt for you? What is exciting about it? What are you learning? Is there anything difficult about that transition?
7: Um, it feels similar to my initial uh, involvement in Kumbalinks, right? Because um, Jacinda and Jaquana were always just like, "Yo, don't be one dimensional." Because I came mm-hmm. in straight like, "Hey, I want to dance. I'm gonna do nothing else. I want to dance. I'm here to die. I just came here to dance for y'all. That's it." <laughs> <laughs> um, and they were like, "No, challenge yourself. Come do this theater. Come do this portrait. Come write. Come you know, come learn different styles of dance. Like, come in here and do something." And so, in terms of me stepping back from performance and into production, I feel that same, that's similar. Um, a similar feeling like I'm just picking up an extra, an, uh, another skill yeah. that I'll be able to handle um, in the future in terms of production because I'm sure they're going to toss this to me like hey so uh,
0: you can't write that this year
7: <laughs> Uh, yeah.
0: Have there been any particular skills on the production end that you've been surprised at how much you've needed or things that have been harder than you thought they would be? Um so
7: I went to school for journalism. Um and so in terms of that comes communications, mass comm, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um and so they really been like tossing marketing at me like crazy. And I'm like, yo, I know how to write a news article. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's still good because I still I still picked up some of those skills in school, like of marketing and stuff. Right. But like this time it's really putting my my foot forward and my creative process forward and like designing and, and marketing and what it needs to look like and branding and stuff like that. It's like, oh, so my teachers weren't bullshit and we need to re- Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not, no, we're okay. good. I cur- I'm sorry. We live in life. I live in life. Okay, good. good <laughs> it's okay. Sure, sure. Um so yeah, I was just like, yo, um it hasn't been difficult because I, I kind of had the skill already, but now it's like me putting it into play. Yeah. And then I'm, um, I have an apprentice. His name is Marshawn. He's one of our As I Am uh, interns. And so I'm teaching him while I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's like a reciprocal learning thing because he mm-hmm. got some skills that I don't. I got some skills that he don't. So we're like cool. teaching and growing each other at the same time. That's pretty cool. So,
1: so one of the um, goals that it has been coming out as we're talking to people about the festival is igniting and shaping conversation between mm. performance and audience, right? And mm-hmm. within within a communal space. Uh, I want to go like a little bit further than that. So once we get the conversation started, for you personally, right? Like you don't have to speak for the whole collective. Mm-hmm. What would you like to come out of some of those conversations that get started?
7: Um... I think it's action, right? So after we've, we've come to so this, this, the, the performance... Uh, piece is our is our table. And so the audience are the seats. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So now that we've brought folks to the table, we've had this conversation from art to audience. What we want to do with it, okay, so let's keep this conversation going. Let's keep educating. Let's keep um, let's keep moving towards whatever the message is. Um, so me specifically, um, when I wrote in Curated Closets last year, I'm like, yo, I want to have an all-queer production of all-queer people of color. And I want this message to be that we... Are not for the shits <laughs> that we are strong and beautiful people, no matter mm-hmm. all the hardship that we may go through. Um, and then it was, it's one scene where it's um basically an a honorarium for uh Marsha P. Johnson, mm-hmm. um, and trans women's movement. And that was just like, we don't talk about this enough, you know what I'm saying? And so I remember one lady grabbing me and hugging me, like, oh my god, I didn't even know most of this, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I thank you. Um, for, for 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 sharing this. And I was like, whoa, yeah. this shit's for real. <laughs>
0: yeah, so, you know, we talked about you as a performer and as a creator in that way, and now it's administrator. Do you think about yourself as a teacher? Because you talked about having a, a you know, a mentee and a moment like that, where a woman's like, "I learned that." Do you think about yourself as a teacher?
7: Um, I do. It's so funny because I really didn't want to be. <laughs> um, They'll because, call you in there. Okay, it's really <laughs> like teaching
0: artist life is not for me.
7: Man, it's really responsibility because you really have to be conscious of what you're teaching because you don't want them to pick up, you know, like some, mm-hmm. some bad things. Because I'm, I'm a heavy procrastinator, mm-hmm. which is so bad. Mm-hmm. But I work the best under pressure, which I realized But that's not something I could teach to, you know, like m- Marchand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, but here's it's kinda, what you do don't do anything <laughs> don't do anything <laughs> and then do everything <laughs> <laughs> until I ask you the day before yeah exactly <laughs> um, but it's like so growing up the it's like it's, it's levels in it um, so I started off as a as a participant apprentice then graduated to teaching artist and then graduated to administrator and so it's like whoa full circle for me you know what I'm saying yeah. so my goal is for that to continue, right? So I'm grooving and shaping the next person to be in this seat 10 years from now, you know? Mm-hmm. And t- as far as teaching, I do plan on teaching, which is so crazy. I want to teach at the collegiate level. Um, black studies, Afro studies, um, queer studies, all that good stuff of studies. <laughs> um, You're going to make them study some Study <laughs> Yeah, just people. study. You know, just, just study.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... We've been trying to challenge people to put this festival in their own words, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we know the, the language, which are powerful concepts of, you know, arts and activism for a social justice purpose, community. We've talked a little bit about, about dialogue, reclaiming space. Mm-hmm. If we kind of put those words off the table and you can't use them, right? And now just from your own within you, uh, how would you describe what this festival is and does?
7: Yeah, it just took all of our language.
1: Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> throw that out throw that out the window.
7: We we took some hours to curate this language. No, it's I mean, important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we know um, it's important. But what does that what do the, what does that language mean to you? Because they're there's such large subjective concepts.
7: Yeah, yeah. So the festival is a beautiful gathering of creatives and thinkers from across the city, I feel like. Um And, ooh, can't say reclaim space. Okay. (laughs) Uh It's a gathering of creatives and thinkers um, in this arts movement that are just about that, like loving and appreciating the art, Um, wanting to have conversations across uh, race lines, across sexuality lines, and just sharing their stories for the greater good um, to keep art like this going. Because um, who knows how big the theater fest could be in ten years, twenty yeah. years? You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Um, it could be a Millennium Park. You know what I'm saying? Reclaiming that, yeah, F-ROM. So, yeah. <laughs> Um But that's what, that, that's what it is is to me. It's just basically a gathering of like just all these amazing, beautiful folks and these amazing, beautiful spirits just trying to like get free.
0: Mm. So before we get out of here, any particular like pieces of the festival, or particular performances that you're really excited about that you want to make sure people see?
7: Please make sure y'all go see my mentors. <laughs> and then you're going to Make sure y'all go see uh my name is by As- Asala Lewis. Uh make sure y'all go see Lady Souls Dance Diaries, cause it's supposed to be some tea. I don't know if y'all know about any other drama of the industry, but she finna spill it all. <laughs> and I am excited to hear the tea. <laughs> uh, who doesn't love a you, good sh- tea? You fan? seem like a tea drinker. I love some good
0: tea. <laughs> you're, show, you're showing up with a cup and sauce So Ting, ting, clicking it soon she gets on stage. <laughs> I'm ready. So, yeah. Thank you so much for coming in and chopping it up with us. Thank much you for love. having me. <laughs> Peace.
4: I'm Christopher Mad Dog Thomas. I'm the program manager for Kumba Links, a former member of the Chicago Footwork Kings, and the current member of
0: Creation Footwork Battle Clip. That was one of the best introductions I've ever <laughs> heard. Anyone where you have a name, then a nickname, then a last name, I'm here for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mad dog, I'm so excited to have you here and be able to talk to you. I've, I've been seeing you through the years, definitely, as the footwork extraordinaire. So I'm excited to get to to talk to you a little bit more and and, and learn a little bit. So... We're talking about the Hip Hop Theater Fest, right? Mm -hmm. And you have been, uh, you know, a central part of the Kumba Links family for years now. Uh, What does
4: this fest really mean and do for you? So for me, I participated in the first two hip hop theater festivals. Um, It allowed me an opportunity to think beyond footwork Mm -hmm. or think beyond dance, right? So like um, having to write a script. Yeah. Having to learn lines, having to know sound cues. Um, and it's it's uh my first show was called Core and it was a coalition of me and my students and one of the writers of Core, her name was uh Lala Bolander, and she wrote and we basically made like what if footwork was the first dance ever made <laughs> in mm-hmm. the world, right? <laughs> and so like it started with dark and light and then it goes into we birthed dark and light birthing the first Footwork and the first sound, right? Mm. And so then, my second piece was about my life, um, my 33 years of life, and how dance and certain support of others allowed me to share my story. How I was able to become Mad Dog and share that story on the stage. So, like a lot of people know the how I earned the name Mad Dog, and so like I think the Hip Hop Theater Fest gives a platform for young artists to present their art um in a public space mm-hmm. right so a lot of times they uh the the we take for granted public space that's free right mm-hmm. and so we don't have uh a lot of opportunities we're always looking at these big institutions where we rent out their space to um ha- to show showcase our work and a lot of times it's very expensive it's hard to get people to come out or they just
0: don't let you in
4: or they just don't let you in yeah. right and so um with the Hip Hop Theater Fest, the fact that it's open to the public and it's, at the, it's a partnership with the Chicago Park District, I think it allows us to go back to a lot of roots, especially in African-American communities where the Park District was our sole space that we operated out of. So we did dance shows, we did everything out of the Park District and slowly in the mid 90s, late 90s, um, those relationships started to change and be mm-hmm. reformed. And you didn't have those gym shows no more. You didn't have a lot of dance programs and things like that. And, you know, luckily, kumbling has been at, at Clarendon Park for maybe like 13, 14 years. Mm-hmm. But like that, 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 those type of relationships doesn't happen unless you're a major institution yeah.
0: and you, you're,
4: you're bringing the park district
0: money. Right, yeah. exactly. And it is one of the like, you know, as someone who came to the city as a grown up that it was so striking to me, this the remarkable public space that exists across the city. And so I love the way you, you know, you're describing, like, the lineage of activating those spaces um, in an accessible way for, for people all over. So for you, you know, now we're a couple of weeks before the festival starts. Fast forwarding to the end of the festival, what do you hope you feel like?
4: I hope I feel um, even more energized to, like, Um, partner up and sell the shows that um, was presented at the Hip Hop Theater Fest Mm because I got to tour mine a little bit. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. And um, Darius got to tour here. People still are asking for our shows from last year. So... I hope the same um, energy and love and respect and uh, opportunity happens for the artist that's uh, presenting this year. Cause I'm not presenting, I'm more of a support. And I, I think it's fun for me because I get to sit down and watch.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And I get to like make sure you got water. You know, like mm-hmm. I get to be the support this time and, and, uh,
0: you know, preparing for a show, that was a, a big step for me. yeah yeah. and had you you done anything like that i know you mentioned mostly it had been dance books but had you done kind of the choreography or the planning for a whole show on your own before not before the theater well i
4: do i do like little like my my roles in like klpe right but like on my as an individual script and stuff Mm -hmm. like that i never did that Hmm. and i think they uh this this year also when i performed in dc i performed in a big theater yeah. right so we took it from the small stage mm-hmm. to the big stage Yeah. and Jaquanna Jacinda they so cold at what they do they made my sh- my show actually was like maybe 40 minutes mm-hmm. they made it about an hour mm. cause they added all these little things and layers and lights there's a lot more that you can do in yeah. a big theater yeah. versus the hip hop theater stage but you got to you got to respect and appreciate the hip hop theater stage because it's ours, right? Mm-hmm. Right? It's something that nobody is doing across the city. Yeah. You know, you didn't take three um trailers and turn them yeah. into a stage and a the theater. Like you never know, that's not And you insane.
1: wouldn't have had that 40 minutes if to start with to extend exactly. to an hour if you didn't have that communal space where that that really shaped the story. I'm salty that I missed quite a saga. I would love to know <laughs> The story of how Mad Dog
4: <laughs> came about.
0: Is there a short version of that story that you know for for our very special listeners? You can make sure that they get. Like, where does the name come from?
4: Well, the name Mad Dog came from um, me me playing sports at this park. Uh, I played football at this park called Keniston Park, and when I got there, the, the football coach, Coach Miles, gave everybody a nickname mm-hmm. on the back of their helmets. And so my first his nick, my original nickname was White Boy. Uh-huh. And so I was dealing that, that with that what like...
1: happened to light skinned people in every neighborhood of every city in America. <laughs> There's been a, a light skinned white boy. You should do
0: an exposition terrible... of all the football helmets that have that yeah. written on the back. <laughs> oh man,
1: that's a, you know It's a terrible, terrible coloristic thing that we do. <laughs> but I,
4: but after a while, like you know, um, so like the the issue with the name white boy for me was that you know I didn't have a deep connection with that side of mine. Family, so I i had no connection to it, so I couldn't accept it right. Mm-hmm. So I was heated and I said, You know, you know, I said, F that I need a new name. And he was like, If you want a new name, you got to earn that name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, uh, no, 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 I ain't want to play. And my mom said, like, No, nah, you got gonna play, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. And so Coach Miles then hit me on the butt with the, these like a sorority paddle, yeah. he was a cute dog, <laughs> and he hit me twice on the butt. And I was like, Okay, you know, I was just upset, and I was like, All right, I'm gonna show you you know, I'm going to show you that you're going to change my name. And so for those two years, I did wrestling, too. I did all every sport I could name. And um, the next year they said, who's that little guy out there, the small guy?
0: He plays like a mad dog. Uh, and so then my coach was like, oh, yeah, that's Mad Dog. It is one of, one of, the, one of the true tragedies is that you cannot come up with your own nickname. It, it just doesn't work. It, just, it never works. You've got to earn it. So for that – I'm glad that it stuck. Yeah, I, I mean, good. me too. Because like my my name allowed me into a lot
4: of other spaces. Because my name was really known for as an athlete, mm-hmm. and I I danced in like dance groups too. But like it was really known for like sports. And so when I decided to dance, I had this like this following that I didn't even know I had. Like I had one golden gloves twice. I won state wrestling twice.
1: Oh man, you won the world.
4: And, you was and, a mad dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like,
0: nah, how think. accurate.
4: Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. It was a lot of work. But then when I couldn't do sports no more, the only thing I had left was dance. And yeah. so when I was dancing, those same people that were supporting me in sports supported me in dance. Yeah. And so then next thing I know, I was just on TV and doing all this other stuff. Wow.
0: So, so the physicality of the sports, moving into the physicality of the dance, now where are you seeing, you know, in, in doing kind of these new at least in the last two years, kinds of productions, do you think that you have a new understanding of how like bodies move together and doing things that are are theater based rather than dance or sports based because they're all kind of ensemble pieces, like a football game is an ensemble piece basically mm-hmm. uh yeah, I think my my understanding of it is
4: like you know, knowing that it's not that you, that you're capable. Of not only like working as a team but like you need that team yeah so like even like when you're performing on stage especially in a theater setting um your your team is the stage crew yeah mm. the light man the sound man yeah the marketing crew <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like you have a really big team and if you are not holding yourself accountable then things can swivel through the cracks and i think what we did do like last year it was really successful. It was like the whole idea of changing how we do doing the stage. Yeah. Because the first year we had rented a, like a big tent, rented a stage. It was like the stage was really noisy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like so, like so they like redid all, rethought that whole process. Especially yeah. if you're gonna have dance. Like me, we footwork and so like imagine footworking
1: hard. Too. Yeah,
4: you know. <laughs> <laughs> we make a lot of noise. These not like steps. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That. That's that. how it sounds like. And then imagine you got like six people on right. the stage. Yeah. It's like, yeah.
7: and
4: so it's like you can hear the music, but you also hear this. Like I mean, this year we was at the Field Museum and we broke the stage. Mm. Like the stage literally separated while we was
1: wow. dancing. That's like breaking the backboard. It's like some some Shaquille O'Neal Yeah, stuff. yeah. Like,
3: like,
4: it was like Shaq, and yeah. it was like. So I, you know, I'm. I'm a little scary, right? So, like, when that happened, I just stepped to the side. <laughs> and I, like, stepped on the steps. And, like, the kids kept dancing. Oh, you left like, them up there? <laughs> <laughs> like, and even Darius went up there, like, on the broke stage and, like, did his poem. And it was, like, it was, like, so crazy. Oh, my God. Like, the whole thing was crazy. And the dude, came up he said oh they broke the stage
0: <laughs> like no, no no you gave us a malfunctioning stage <laughs> yeah yeah, That's yeah. Not, not, we're we dance everywhere if your stage can't hold us you know
1: so yeah. w- w- back to the to the fest is there uh so you're in more of a support function this year is there like a particular role that you're doing that you're looking forward to um uh, any activities or duties you got
4: well i think I'm i'm probably going to be in charge of stage management it's like one, I got to be. Speaking build of the, stages, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of stages, manage it better than that, the field music. That, that
1: was your fault if it breaks, <laughs> yeah, <that's not laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? So like, You're I'm the all, guy I'm, now.
4: Yeah, I'm the handyman this time. Yeah. You know, I get to, um, you know, build the stage, build the tent, make sure uh everything is secure and safe and comfortable for the for the artist. And I'm gonna use some of my students to be like in support of that, cool. because they have to understand that you know, like this is this. It's not just about you performing. It's about you being able to support others in their mm-hmm. art and and when they're performing. Because it's very dire that we support each other, especially in Chicago, when we have this perpetuation that we don't support each other. And I, we clearly here in the same booth right now, mm-hmm. showing love and support. Right. right? Yeah. So like we got to continue those type of practices. So then that way we can challenge the perpetu- perpetuation of like um, segregation within art and community. You know. Yeah,
0: for sure. Thank you for coming in yeah. and chopping it up with us. I yeah. think we covered it all. I appreciate, appreciate you. you. Much cool, love.
4: cool, cool, cool. I love y'all. Y'all uh, stay blessed. And if y'all have any other things going on, let Kumba Links know so we can be a part
0: of it. I absolutely, absolutely will. But you know, it's family. It's squad. squad you All <laughs> right, y'all have a blessed day.
4: Peace.
0: If you've ever ridden the CTA, you've definitely seen an ad for what we're about to advertise, but consider this a CTA ad in audio form. You should check out the Second City. You can find your funny this week with a $20 improv drop-in class at the Second City Training Center in Chicago. Your first drop-in is on us. Use the code TESTDRIVE for a free improv drop-in any Sunday at 7 p.m. For more info, go to secondcity.com slash tc or call 312-664-3959 to register.